Welcome to the Better People Podcast. I'm Margaret Urich, and in today's episode, we're talking to Dave Glenn, Vice President of Human Resources for the United Methodist Communities. So Dave, welcome. Well, thanks, Margaret. Great, great to be here. Thank you. Yeah, thrilled to have you. So before I jump in and ask you to tell us about your background, first, just tell us what is United Methodist Communities? So United Methodist Communities is a senior living organization. We have about 850 employees in the state of New Jersey, uh, four major campuses, and we encompass the whole continuum of care from independent living through assisted living uh, to skilled nursing. And we also have a home care division that uh, takes care of folks so that they can stay in their homes as well. So uh, the bulk of our staff are at those uh, four sites throughout the state of New Jersey, north, south, and west. Okay, wow. So um, tell us, you know, you know, we were, we've got a group of listeners all in the HR field and who would love to just know, like, what is your background? Where did you get started? And what are you doing? And um, what's it been like for you this journey? So uh, I started out in the field when it was called personnel. (laughs) So I've been in the field more than 35 years. Um, I've kind of grown uh, through that time. Uh, I was given an opportunity early in my career uh, to be in HR, and I just most of what I've learned has been on the job. So uh, some great mentors as well as uh, labor attorneys and benefits folks have uh, kind of helped me uh, to get to where I am today. So most of my career has been in uh, not-for-profit and healthcare. So uh, I, I, I've been in for a little bit of for-profit. Uh, I worked for a supermarket chain uh, for a while in HR, um, which gave me my labor relations background, which has been helpful uh, in my current role. So uh, pretty, pretty broad, wide, but mostly uh, not-for-profit health. All right, great. So um, you've been with United Methodist for how long now? I just passed nine years this past week. So celebrated on Cinco de Mayo. That's my uh, anniversary date. Oh, that's a fun day to celebrate. (laughs) Um, So I know we have a lot of things that we can be talking about, but there's a few things I absolutely want to make sure we touch on today. And um, and because I think your experience with it is going to hit home for so many of our listeners, because it's such a hot topic for everybody. And um, so let's start with this app that you're using for talent management. So, So tell us, what is the app and what are you doing with it? Well, the app is called WorkTaps. And basically what it does is it taps your staff uh, for recruitment. So over um, many years, uh, our staff has been a great source of hires. And traditionally, you know, we would give a bounty if someone referred a family member or a friend. Um, But what this app does, um, and and that was kind of hit and miss. You know, some people didn't know about it. Um, they didn't always tell us, you know, that they referred. So some people missed out on on the reward. But what this app does is, and people have to opt into it. It's not automatic. So people have to sign up for it. But basically, our applicant tracking system shoots out uh, all of our job openings to the folks who have enrolled in this app. And then they can refer their friends and family, their social media followers um, to our jobs. And what it does is if when that goes out, it goes out through SMS, text, email, um, 
Facebook, which I know a lot of employees are not on Facebook anymore. Their grandparents are, but not them. <laughs> right. but, uh, LinkedIn, um, mm -hmm. WhatsApp, I believe, mm -hmm. and Twitter. And um, so, so they could send it to any or all of those uh, media. And if that person responds to that link, mm -hmm. they get credit for it. So the system recognizes who, who referred them and then um, gives them credit. So, so it kind of gamifies it a little. It, it uh, okay. tracks, you know, how many people have sent jobs out and how many have come back, uh, been interviewed or been hired so that we can reward folks for uh, their diligence. And so uh, if, I'll go ahead. No, I was going to say, in what way have they made it a game? Like, so they get credit. What happens? Are they like ranked on a leaderboard or, you know, what, what does it look like? Exactly. Yeah. Each each of our individual communities has a leaderboard and um, it, it's, you know, shown high to low who's who's uh, leading the pack and um, it shows their point totals. So people, you know, build some competitiveness uh, mm -hmm. between folks. And man, there's some people who have just like embraced this and are flying way ahead of everybody else. But, you know, a little bit of good competition, you know, sometimes sparks uh, action. So I know you have stats on how successful this has been for you, and I do want to ask you to share them. But first, I want to talk about why this is so huge, like why having referrals has been so great for you and what's so important about a referred applicant. Yeah, so, you know, our mission is take care of seniors and not everybody is suited to do that job. You know, it takes it's it's hard work. It's not amazing pay. But it's people who really love to take care of people. And that's who we're really looking for. So when you post a job on Indeed, it doesn't discriminate, you know, who, who's getting that um, advertisement, right? It goes out to everybody. But with this app, our individual employees, we would hope they would refer people like themselves, you know, their family members, their friends, uh, perhaps they're like-minded. And if our employees are committed, hopefully we'll get somebody similar um, who would be a great hire. So those people tend to respond, a uh, greater percentage of them respond, and they're quicker to hire. And as I'll, I'll point out in a few minutes, um, our retention rates are much greater uh, for those individuals. All right. Well, so let's talk about that. What are the stats for this? Like how great of a tool has this been for you guys? So just to give you um, an idea, we get about half of our hires from Indeed, which I'm sure your listeners, you know, that's the goal. It used to be career builder, used to be monster, you know. So Indeed right now is like the leader. And we get roughly half of our hires from Indeed. But employee referrals is a close second. And uh, typically we get from a quarter to a third of our new hires through referrals. Um, and not just employees, but even the residents that live in our communities refer their families. So we have to figure out how to capture that. But um, they do it as well. So, um, but we've seen growth uh, just since we installed this app. Uh, in 2020, uh, we had 102 hires uh, from referrals. You know, we typically hire 300 or so people a year. Um, okay. In 2021, it was 94, so it went down. But in 2022, we had 119 hires, 34% um, of our hires. So that was a significant uptick. And we attribute it to WorkTaps uh, formalizing this whole program and rewarding people. So, um, yeah. And I, what, 
Yeah, we, do you have stats around the retention for those individuals versus the retention from the Indeed sources? Yeah. So I'll give you some examples. Uh, for instance, 12-month retention, the first year. Um, typically from our Indeed hires, uh, we retain about uh, 63%, um, but through employee referrals, 78%. Um, once you get out, though, to, to two years, uh, typically, we retain 35%, so it drops almost in half. But employee referrals, 63%. So 35 versus 63. And then when you go out three years, 26 uh, for job boards, 57% for referrals. So we hang on to these people uh, much longer um, yeah. when they come referred. Wow, that's excellent. So is there anything else this app can do for you that you haven't tapped into yet? <laughs> um, it, it's mostly, you know, you, you can run uh, programs. I, I, I'm of the mind that you don't want to do something for a long time because it gets stale and people kind of lose interest. Um, so we, you know, we run these specials, so to speak. We'll say, all right, for the next month, anybody that refers a nurse on second shift is going to get a better reward, you know, than, than before. So to try to prompt action and, prop, you know, prompt people to put those jobs out. So it gives us a lot of flexibility to run, you know, different variations of, of the reward uh, and so on. So we get a lot of reports, you know, so that we can see, you know, what's happening and then adjust our, our uh, approach, you know, based on where we see uh, the flow coming from. But we find uh, people are hired faster through this. They they okay. tend to not take as long, you know, a, a week or two quicker uh, to get them on board. And as I said, you know, um, they tend not to be duds. You know, they tend to be really good, good hires. Yeah, that's awesome. And it's free, right? I mean, think of what Indeed costs. You know, they, they're always pushing you. I'll sponsor the job so they can push you up, you know, on, on the list. So you're up near the top. All we pay is this subscription fee for this program and all the work that's done by our employees is it's free, but you know, we do the rewards, but it's nowhere near as much as the advertising costs. But I got to imagine that the, your employees having the opportunity to take part in this and, and be a part of um, recruiting people and, and building the employee base. I mean, that's got to feel good. There's got to be a payoff in, in, in your engagement of your employees as well. So not only is it really helping you with your recruitment, I have to imagine it's helping to engage those really committed employees that you have. Definitely. And I think it helps their retention if their friends are working there or a family member. I mean, there's some families, we have two and three members of the family working in the same building, you know, and uh, that tends to increase, you know, all for one, one for all, hopefully one doesn't leave and they all leave, but generally <laughs> speaking, they all, they all stay. Well, sure, because we like to have that sense of community uh, where we work, and sure. this is actually giving your employees the opportunity to create the community along with you. So that's awesome. So I know that this is not the only way that you're leveraging technology. I know you were talking about, a, a, I guess, a pilot program. Is that the right way to call it? That you're doing with an AI company around retention. So tell yeah. us about that. So so, so there's an AI company called uh, New Age. And we've done a lot of projects with them to use these bots, which uh, do repetitive tasks for us. So we've been able to automate a lot of things that were very time consuming, but didn't take a lot of thought. 
And uh, so uh, New Age has helped us in many processes, finance, as well as HR, to, um, to you know, uh, automate uh, a lot of these processes. So they approached us uh, about six months ago and said they would like to build an algorithm uh, for a caregiver retention model. So, and in other words, what, you know, building some predictive analytics to say, what are the qualities of the ideal person in your industry? So, um, so we gave them a lot of data. We gave them um, employee surveys. We gave them all our demographics, our turnover for the past five years and so on. And I don't know how they do it, but they took all that data and, um, and built this algorithm. So, mm -hmm. so they we're in the very early stages. We're actually the only employer right now working with them. But the plan is to roll this out uh, wider and wider uh, through the industry. And some of your listeners may get the opportunity to benefit from it. It's really it's focused on caregivers, though. So it'll probably be hospitals and, uh, you know, uh, senior living. But uh, I'm sure they would be open to, to expanding it to other industries. But. Mm -hmm. What this will do is it'll track people throughout their careers. They'll be given surveys. And even if they leave, hopefully we'll get an exit interview to say, you know, what happened? You know, why, why did we lose you? And then that, as you all know, right, AI is, is designed to keep getting better, right, to keep improving the process. And we're hoping that all this data uh, will enable us to really hone it down so that, you know, we can really see, all right, for instance, when we hire somebody, certain questions we'll ask them so that we can know if they have those qualities that are going to keep them with us. So we're in the early stages. They've done an initial um, report, you know, from our data, but now we're looking to expand that. So some of my colleagues uh, in other senior living organizations, we're reaching out to them and see if we can uh, get their data and then have them participate as well and build this, uh, this tool. Neat. That's awesome. Um, so what do you think is the, the long range goal then for this? Like, what do you ultimately think this can be doing for you? Well, ultimately, right. All of us want uh, lower turnover, greater retention. Mm -hmm. Um, our, our turnover is not that bad compared to the industry, uh, about 30, 30%, low thirties, mm -hmm. our industry is over 40%. So I oh. think we're doing some things right already. Mm -hmm. But we want to be even better. I mean, before the pandemic, uh, we got our turnover down in the mid twenties, which was like rarefied air. You know, places you never get, and we're hoping to get down there uh, again. And and what does that do? That saves you money in recruitment costs. Mm -hmm. It makes your residents see the same people. They're not seeing constantly seeing new people. Gives you continuity and work. So uh, a lot of benefits and. Uh, Plus, we've invested a lot in these people, and we hope hope they'll stay for a long career. That's great. So, listening to you talk about your retention rates um, kind of leads me to my next question that I want to ask you. But I think that probably is is well, at least it's a sign of um, this the uh, best places to work award that you have now earned six years in a row. That's right. Um, and I'm I'm sure that's why your retention has been as low as it is, right? Because your people like working there. Why yes. do you think that? What is it that you guys? What's the secret sauce for you? <laughs> well, Margaret, it, it comprises many different factors, um, but the two that really stand out that we always score the highest in 
are pride in their work and they see their work as a sense of mission. And we always score really, really high in those scores, which like make, makes me really happy. Also safety. Um, you know, we just got through, well, we're not through yet, but getting through uh, a, in, you know, a worldwide pandemic and mm -hmm. our associates always felt safe. And I think that was a, a huge factor. Um, that's not to say we're perfect, you know, and these surveys help us because we get feedback, you know, as to the areas that we need to work on. So we, we you know, intend to pick some areas to work on each year and, and get even better. So, um, yeah, six years in a row. Um, this is uh, just the senior living um, area right now, but they started six years ago. We did it the first year. Some people said, oh, can we do it during the pandemic? You know, we're not going to get it. I said, let's push through. Let's do it. And our scores actually went up. So, wow. uh, yeah. So we're really, we're proud. It helps us attract uh, new folks. It also uh, encourages families to come have their parents and grandparents live with us because mm -hmm. of the great staff that we have. And we do have a, a fantastic staff. So what is some feedback that you received from this survey that's part of this, right, that helps you to win this award? What maybe is some feedback that you got that sh showed an area of opportunity for you? And, and what was that? And what did you do about it? So, uh, you know, there's certain areas that you always uh, score low on, like uh, salaries, for example. You know, mm -hmm. nobody ever feels they're overpaid, right? Uh, <laughs> no, so, never that way, right. But uh, in certain areas, we've done significant amount of market adjustments to our mm -hmm. staff. We stay really on top of that to be competitive. We're not the best payer, but we try, you know, always seek to be uh, competitive. Mm -hmm. So we look at that. We look at communication. Communication is always a key. Uh, when we see that faltering, we, you know, we try to, we, you know, get to the root of it and say, is it from the top? Is it in the middle? And um, so trying to be more, build more feedback loops is what we've done, uh, Margaret, um, mm -hmm. and not to make assumptions, you know, just because you send something out doesn't mean everybody read it or understands it, right? So we're trying to do a better job of engaging, explaining more, you know, when changes come, don't just send a memo out, let's sit down and talk about it and, mm -hmm. you know, get, get uh, good feedback. So, so I think that's some of the lessons we've learned that. You know, merely sending something out is not enough that you really have to engage with your staff. Yeah, so if I remember correctly, you said you have about 850 employees. You have four sites. Mm -hmm. but you have a, I mean, that's a lot of employees to be communicating to. How, um, and I know, so I'm sure you have different levels of management. And I know so often we ask that our managers be responsible for communicating down the information that needs to be shared right, to the employees, uh, which then brings me to just your managers in general, and how are you training them and developing them? What does that look like so that you can retain the employees you're retaining and, and can win best places to work six years in a row? So we, we find they're okay, right? Uh, you can have the best senior leadership, but if you don't have good middle management, you're going to fail. So we've established something we've called UMC University, where mm -hmm. quarterly we bring managers and potential managers in and train them on various aspects of management, the nuts and bolts things, the HR law, you know, which I usually do, but there's, there's finance, there's IT, but then getting into things like um, 
emotional intelligence and, mm -hmm. and other leadership uh, qualities, bringing in other speakers. So uh, we're, we're, we're just getting into it actually uh, in a couple of weeks, our second round of uh, training. So we're very being very intentional about that. And we're going to keep that going uh, forever, hopefully, and uh, and really help to develop these folks. Yeah, that's awesome. And, you know, I, I think I shared in my role here, I run our talent development and coaching division. And, you know, that's one of the things that I always try and stress upon the leaders that we get to work with and, and train and develop. And that is, you're never done. So you can go right. to these programs. You have to keep learning and keep growing in that role. So I'm glad learning. You're I'm 35 yeah. plus years. I learned something every year or so. Absolutely. Absolutely. And there's so many resources out there to do so that we can now leverage. So I, I think that's great. Um, so, all right. One more question for you. When you think about technology, you've got this app that you're using, you're working with AI. Is there another area um, where you have identified you could leverage technology to support what you do in human resources? Well, your, your human resource information system, uh, mm -hmm. We find that we don't use a high percentage of its capability, so we're just plumbing the depths of that. Um, not just you know traditionally reports and lookup things, but actually um, using the system to help you to you know for instance we track licenses and um, things like that. But trying to automate that to to get away from people having to remember like oh I got to remember to do that or whatever, having automated processes. So, that, you know, as we get older, you know, we don't tend to remember as much, but it, it reminds you, oh, yeah, you, you know, you have to do this this month and so on. But um, and, and as I said earlier, trying, you know, this AI, trying to get those grunt type processes um, done by a robot, you know, not a physical robot, but, you know, these these, um, you know, nanobots, whatever they are. I don't even know what they are, but, they are but right. to get these processes done so that we can have our managers functioning at the highest level, right? We want them to do the things that they're really good at. We don't want them, unfortunately, taking up their time with like the menial stuff. We all have to do it, granted, but as little as possible to try to, um, you know, take take best advantage of their their skills and, and abilities. Yeah, that's great. And I do think we have so many opportunities to streamline um, you know, it, it just takes time to think about, right? And to go through that process of analyzing what do you do every day? And is there a different way, right? And what would it look like if we found a better way? So and embracing new things, right, Margaret? I mean, people are so used to, they don't want to change. It's like, well, this is the way I've always done it. I I, I right. prefer to do it myself. I'm like, no, you know, you got to let go of that. We want to help you so that, you know, you'll have more time to do the, you know, more important things. Yeah, that's like a big mind shift. You know, you have to get out of that. This is how I've always done it. I'm the only one that can do it this way. My way is the right way. It'll take me more time to show somebody else. I think there's also that fear of, you know, like loss of control and all those things going on. But when you can get someone to think about what's possible, if you could find a different way, um, you know, it's pretty cool. So good. So this has been great. You've got so much going on and you've had a lot of years in the business. Um, so one of the things I always love to ask our guests to wrap up our sessions is what is something that over the years you have changed your mind about? So that, that's a really good question. I, I would say for me is perception is reality, right? It's the facts are important, 
But what's more important is what people think. So you can be right in in a certain area, but if people perceive it differently, you can't just say, well, you're wrong, this is right. You have to acknowledge that and try to bring them to truth. So, so I always tell people, you know, oh, but I told them, I told them over and over. Well, fact is, if they're in their mind, um, they're perceiving something different. We have to deal with that as as reality at the moment. So, so I encourage my staff to, and that's something I've learned. I mean, I'm always like, well, I told them, you know, they should be able to do it or whatever. <laughs> Why not, right? So, <laughs> so my. That would be my sagely advice is, um, you know, to do that. Yeah, it's, you know, that's that empathy. That's being able to understand where somebody else is coming from and understand that they might have a very different perception than you do. And therefore, they have a different truth than you do. Absolutely. And now and now what do we do about that? So that's awesome. Great. Well, Dave, this has been a great conversation. Um, really excited to look into this app that you were talking about to see how that can help. Um, but I think we've all learned a lot from you today. So thank you so much for your time. Great. Happy to do it. Thank you for listening. We hope you got a ton of value out of this episode. Before we go, we want to thank the sponsor of our show, the Mid-Atlantic Employers Association, more commonly referred to as MEA. MEA provides human resources services to hundreds of businesses across numerous industries every day, bridging gaps that restrain innovation and growth. If you need support around people issues, reach out to meainfo.org. Better people, better outcomes.